My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. All right. We have Rebecca Lyons here. I remember meeting you actually uh, at the Superhuman launch party in in London a year and a half ago. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Such a good evening. You had such great energy and that was such a fun night. And I, I can't wait to do this super story episode with you. You've been one of our consistent members from the beginning and you know, just your transformation is so inspiring. It's so relatable. And I, I really think you sharing your story today will inspire so many. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. So <laughs> I would love to just get started with the caption from your story of transformation. Yeah. Um, I have it here in my notes. So I'm just going to read out parts of it and, and we can touch yeah. on it. It's it's so real, you know, and it's yeah. so relatable. And so many of us have gone through similar things, right? So it's, I, I'd love to touch on this and, and start from 2015. So your yes. story started in 2015. Um, you were very dependent on alcohol. You had social anxiety without even realizing it. And you were really depressed and anxious. And that's why you drank. So drinking was a big one. And yes. you started drinking young, age age yeah. thirteen, right? Yeah. And and I feel you because I, uh, me too. You know, it was very yeah. normal back then, and and you know, we both had a very similar before. You know, you felt you didn't have any direction in life. You lived for partying, the social yeah. life, the holidays, the weight loss, the shopping sprees, and not much else. And disordered yeah. eating a big, had a really big part in your in your story too. You know, I'm reading that. Um, you know, you, you would really go all or nothing with dieting. And and I have yeah. that background too. And yep. um, we were very aligned and you hated your job. We are. Going. Yeah, we're very aligned. So before we get into the after, I'd love just to hear kind of your perspective on all of this. Like, tell us yes. more about how you were feeling back then. Yeah. Okay. So it's such a, yeah, it's, it, it was a, literally like a different life, but I do remember it. I remember it well. Um, And I, yeah, I just, would um I just didn't know who I was so I would drink and um it's you know I, I live in in the UK and in like many other countries there's big drink culture here yeah. and uh now just like even when you're saying it like you started drinking when you're 13 and you're like yeah me too and I'm just like thinking about it I'm like if I had a 13 year old <laughs> they were drinking I'd be pretty mad <laughs> But of course, I kept it a secret from my parents. It's not like my parents knew. But um, yeah, I pretty much found out uh, when I was uh, much older that I had depression and anxiety and that I had depression and anxiety when I was a child. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense because I had serious social anxiety. I couldn't even walk through the park on my own when I was like, 13, 14 years old. I couldn't go to the bathroom on my own. I wouldn't want to, if I met a friend at a restaurant, they'd have to meet me outside. Like it was, it was crazy. And I just had no idea why I felt like that. And people would joke about it. And I was just like, 
just give me a, a drink and, and we'll laugh about it. And I'm definitely not going <laughs> to look into it. I'm not going to do any investigation. And um, when I stopped drinking, um, it almost hit me like a like a tsunami, you know, like I had there had to deal with all my emotions mm-hmm. and I had to deal with the fact because um, I believe that I had a spiritual awakening. Um, I don't know if you have you heard of a Saturn return. Okay. I know you're you're very spiritual as well. So I would love to pick your brain. I feel like I, I've heard it and I have a lot yeah. of friends that are in this spiritual space and they tell me yes. about it. But I've never, I don't know what it is. What is a, a Saturn yeah. return? So Saturn return, it hits everyone around the age of 30, but it kind of can start around the age of 27, 28. And it's it's um when the planet um the Saturn has gone around planet Earth, I believe. I'm not an astrologer. So um as far as that I, I know a lot about what it does to you. I just don't know the like the, astrological yeah. facts. But it, the it mathematical happens to, facts. To, yeah. It happens <laughs> yeah, to so, you in your late twenties, early thirties kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So around the age of 27, 28, 29, sometimes 30, but definitely crossing the 30. Most people think, oh, I'm I'm turning 30. So, you know, oh, um, I want to reevaluate my life. Um, some relationships will end, some people will um just up and and travel, some people will leave their job. Like, like big changes happen, and that's what is your Saturn return because Saturn is the planet of uh big changes. And it, I, I meet so many people who are like telling me, you know, what they're going through. And I'm like, how old are you? And then they're either like 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. And I'm like, oh, that's your Saturn return. And they're like, oh my. And then I'll, I'll read, I'll read it off to them. And they're like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah. They're like, that's me. And that's what happened to me. My whole life changed. And I was just like, who am I? Like, I don't want to. Uh, go out and party anymore I feel like being in crowds makes me feel like just no I just don't want to be there I don't want to be around people getting like blackout drunk because I wasn't doing that anymore and Wait, I, so when I just did you, I, I want to pause when did you stop yeah. the drinking and stuff because you started when you were 13 did you stop during the Saturn, Saturn return or was it before yeah, yeah so I stopped drinking I think it was 2000 and 16 because I got into the London Marathon I got in through the ballot yeah it was like so so it was so meant to be and I was like oh my god like it's so hard to get in through the ballot and my parents are marathon runners so I was like oh my god like I'm gonna have to do this and that's when I stopped drinking and and it was kind of like a chain reaction was it during the Saturn return or before it was it was during my Saturn return Yeah. yeah and then I was just like what is happening to me and I remember just like googling it and then it coming up and I was like huh and then I was like oh my God, this is me. <laughs> totally. So you stopped yeah. more intuitively and the marathon urged you to to stop drinking. And and did you feel like it was just like the domino effect from there? You know, not yeah. drinking for maybe something like a marathon, but then it just you started not hanging out with those people anymore and you started getting clear. Like how was that yeah. for you? Yeah. So I was not, you know, going out so I was like, and I wasn't hungover. And then I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Like, this is nice. <laughs> oh, I have a day. I have a weekend. Like I have time to do things. And then I started, I stopped drinking. And I I just assumed that if I stopped drinking that I would like lose weight and I'd be less bloated and, you know, my skin would clear up. And then 
none of that happened really because I also had a lot of like gut issues from excessively drinking and, and eating bad foods and also being incredibly stressed because the only reason I was drinking is because I was so anxious. So yeah. it was just like this vicious cycle. Um, so yeah, it was just like, duh, 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 like a domino of like, uh, marathon training, stopping drinking, questioning life, questioning my decisions, and then hit me hard. Like I felt so unfulfilled in my career and because I've been, I've been like, uh, listening to your podcast from the beginning and there's like so many books like psychocybernetics and success yeah. principles, but like psychocybernetics, I remember putting it into practice and doing the manifestation techniques and it working. And I used to work in recruitment and I got, I was like, right, I want to be the top of the leaderboard and I want to win the bottle of champagne because it's all competition. And, uh, I did, I did this huge month. I, um, got a bottle of champagne and then afterwards I was just like oh I don't feel anything I was like I don't even care to do that again and then I was mm. like crap I'm manifesting the wrong things like this isn't what I want to be doing and then obviously that led to like well what do I want to do and then it was just like pure personal development was my thing from then yeah absolutely so yeah. let's talk about the food stuff because we've both been through very disordered eating and yes. I, tr I, I try to explain how I got out of it, but it really was gradual for me. Um, and I just stopped caring at one point and I just wanted to eat intuitively. And I just yeah. didn't like the real estate that thinking about my body and food was taking in my mind. Um, yeah. and it, you know, years ago, it kind of just faded away and, and it doesn't happen like that for everyone though. So I'd love to know how did you, change your relationship with food and body yeah. you know how did you yeah. heal yourself so I had have you heard of the term like orthorexia yes yeah so it's like I became obsessed with clean eating yeah. because I had um I was sort of um I went to Poland and I had some tests done and they just told me that you know I had candida and I had like parasites and all of these things and I had to do this and that and this and that. And like me being like a perfectionist and all or nothing type person, I was like, right, well, alcohol's already gone. Let's cut out the sugar. Let's cut out the dairy. Let's cut out the gluten. Let's cut out anything, anything and everything. And it just meant I couldn't go to like any restaurants. I was eating like mainly raw food. I also wasn't eating meat at the time. So I just completely depleted myself of vitamin D and all of B12 and all of these things. So then I went and had some tests and I kind of just decided, you know what, life is not meant to be this restrictive. And I realized that like the way you do one thing is how you do everything. Like, so I wasn't just restricting my food. I was restricting like everything in my life. And I was just like, oh my God. Control, like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I was living like a like a the thing that's popping into my head is like an, an a very elderly woman who's very sick who's like no one come near me because it's too dangerous I've got to be super cautious it's like I was being like that and it was oh it was it was a crazy time in my life and then I had the the revelation and I was like oh my gosh and I remember like calling my mom and being like I think I've got disordered eating and she was like yeah I, I think you do have disordered eating and I was like oh and I was like I didn't know for such a long yeah. time because I was just following the trends. I was yeah. following like the experts who were telling me, do this, do that, do this, do that. And then it just got so confusing and there were so many different 
you know, people's advice and opinions. You should do raw, you should do vegan, you should eat meat, you should do this, you should do that. And I was just, I just lost myself in it completely. So it was almost like I had a bit of a like, I don't want to say like breakdown, but I just was like enough, like enough is enough. And then um, from that point forward, I tried to really be like, right, okay. So what do I enjoy eating and what like, like allowing myself to have things that I wouldn't allow myself to have before. Um, And it was, it was very gradual for me too, for sure. Very, very gradual. And I would say it's still something that's still is like, um, I still kind of see foods as black and white. I'd be like, that's a bad food. That's a good food. And I have to like, be careful with that. Um, And I definitely, um, after being so strict for so long, you know, I, I was so skinny. I, I lost so much weight, but I didn't have any ma- uh, ma- muscle mass either because I wasn't working out really. I was like walking, but I wasn't doing any like weights or anything like that. So I had to be okay with like my body changing and like, honestly, it's meditation, meditation, meditation that has helped me. Did you, Affirmations. Do, any the, did you do any of like the healthy relationship with your body type yes. meditation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of the body love ones and um one of my favorite ones was um ah oh, there's so many <laughs> uh let me try and remember one of the names it was something about um ah oh, I, I don't even feel like I can scroll through my favorites because I have so many but there's one about like being healthy um that I love and I just play that one over again and again and again is it and- a seated meditation or a chillin I think it's a seated one. Let me find it because it will be on my favorites. Uh, so there's walk while manifesting healthy weight loss. I really, really like that one. Yeah, because that one's not about being restrictive. You know, my mm-hmm. approach with superhuman and weight loss since I've gone through all of this myself is is it it has to just be, you have to become the kind of person that wants to feel healthy. And if, yeah. you, if you have weight to lose, then, and you don't, you don't need to focus on restricting to do that, you know, just focus on being the happiest, you know, most whole version of yourself. And you won't need to find you, you filling holes, you know, uh, through food. Cause I remember back when I had my disordered eating, um, you know, it, it was like what you were sharing as well, the experience, it was these cycles of, of restricting and then like binging. Right. And, yeah. and if I was emotionally very balanced and loving myself, I would, I wouldn't a want to restrict or binge. I would just eat yeah. the way that yeah. my body's asking me for. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, so I can agree more to trust your body. It's so healing to trust your body. You know, yeah. like we didn't trust our bodies. We thought, oh, if we don't control you and every single morsel we put in, into you, then you're yeah. going to rebel or something, you know, but it's yeah. just like full in tune feeling that you get, right? Yeah. And I had some super big um, realizations with that too, of it not even necessarily being about food, but it being about me, how I view myself, how I would control myself and how I would try and almost like be very critical of myself in that yeah. way. And then I was like, whoa, I'm really not very nice to myself. <laughs> yeah. Let's change that. And I did. And and the other one that I really love is the debloat and improve self-image, the leg up, the legs up on the wall one. Yeah. And motivation to change habits. Because if I do 
be in a habit where I'm tired yeah. and then I'm like, oh, let me just grab like yeah. something like, and I'm like, no, like, come on. Like we don't need to go down there just because that was your habit before. It doesn't mean that it is now. So talk me through a typical day in your life using the superhuman meditations while you were still in this transition before you like kind of maybe a couple years ago or a year ago. Okay. So I'm just looking at my meditation. So my all-time favorite one, I don't even know how long, I don't even know if this is an older one, but do you know the uplifting walking one? Yeah. Yeah. Is that new or old? Uh, older. In between. Yeah. It's yeah. older, right? I knew that. Yeah. So it's like a 13 minute walking meditation. So I would like get myself up and I would listen to that. And like, that's the one it was like, that's yeah. the one that would just get me going. And I was like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Because yeah, I needed to do the uplifting ones. And I would um, often listen while I was getting ready. Another one that I really love is like the ultimate life. I had it here in a minute. Um, where is it? There was one about the ultimate. It's like the ones that are just like push yeah. you to think of how much you want the things that you want. And it reminds you. It reminds yeah. you. Yeah. And I would I would listen to that in the while I was doing my makeup in in the in the in the mirror. And like I'm not being funny. I I've I've been there with depression. Like I've had bad depression. And it's been like, you know, I have the app and I'm like, oh, I don't even want to listen to a, no. a meditation because I'm just like in this foul mood. Yeah. And then I'm like, you no, you don't want to do anything when you're in that mood. Let you don't want to do like- yeah. You don't do anything. I of course. Yeah. You're yeah. in this low point and your ego is so in there that it's like, I don't want to do anything that makes that could potentially be an investment into my future. You know? Exactly. And it's almost like the ego knows, like it's yeah. it, it can change like so quickly. And I think that's the thing of, of for me, I really resonate with words of affirmation, um, like you know speaking like obviously the meditations speaking about what you want thinking about who you want to be um and what you want to let go of and and so I would literally there would be days when I would just listen nonstop. I'd put a cleaning one on I'd put a cooking one on I would listen to the obviously the walking ones I I I I do run still and the get fired up running one that's like my one it's that's my one when I'm like out running and it's really cool because where we live there's um there's these beautiful huge houses and um I would run towards this huge house and there's one part in the running meditation where it's like picture your your life and I'd be and I'd just be running to this house and I was like yes this is my life (laughs) totally that's awesome what's your favorite category just out of curiosity my favorite category is probably walking because if I'm in a funk my thing to do is to get outside I live in the beautiful countryside in in England it's it's stunning here and um if I get myself outside and I put a meditation um on I just can't I can't tell you how many things have happened there's there was this time once it's gonna sound so crazy but there was this time when I was walking and I was listening to one of your meditations and I was just like getting I was in the zone and like I get a lot of ideas when I'm out walking and I'm listening to the meditations because obviously it's like who do you want to be what do you want to do and so I'm I'm listening like I'm not like absent you know I've not just got it on in the background I'm listening and um 
all of these ideas kept coming through to me and a bit like I could feel it in my body. And I listened to one of your podcasts and you were saying that you were like journaling and you were writing your higher self. And that's how I feel. I'm like, oh my God, this is literally my higher you self. Flow, like being you like, were in this. consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. And I can feel yeah. it. And like my whole vision just went red. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, cause I was Did out in fall? these fields. Are you okay? <laughs> no. And, and I was like, I wasn't even looking at the sun and um, my whole vision just went red. And I was like, first of all, I was like really freaked out. Cause I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then I was just like, no, this like, I don't know why my whole vision has gone red, but like I'm in a really, really good place. And then I tried Googling it and it didn't really find anything. So I don't know if anyone That's listens so crazy. to this. Maybe they... the energy was just so intense that your brain was like, what the heck? Yeah. And it just went red. And it's actually happened a few times now when I've been like walking in this field, like in the zone. Cause like, that's my thing to do is go out walking, listening to a guided meditation and maybe mention that (laughs) to someone (laughs) to a doctor. doctor. Yeah. Well, I'm doing these really powerful walking meditations. Sometimes my vision just like goes red, but I wonder if there's there's a meaning to it. Like I'm, I'm not sure everyone gets the same color, but before. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. That's great. I've heard of things like, you know, more the tra- like traditional feelings that I've seen and heard that I are actually experienced too when doing some of the powerful meditations, like full body goosebumps or yeah. like kind of like lightheadedness, like lightness. Um, yeah. Sometimes I get spinning. Have you ever had like yeah, the, the yeah. feeling where you're spinning, but your body's not moving? Well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like if you're in deep hypnosis, you get that too. It happens when you're just in a different consciousness sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would love, before we wrap up, I want to talk about, um, I'm going to read now the after the 2022 part, because I know we just read um, at the beginning, the 2015 part, but now, um, you know, we, we already spoke about parts of your after, you know, through your Saturn return and, and awakening, almost everything changed in your life for the better. Um, you know, you, you went sober and you've shared that on your platform, you stopped restricting your food and started to love and care for your body, healed your eating disorder or an orthorexia. You changed your job. You started working for yourself and you love what you do. And you now help other women go through their own Saturn return and spirit, spiritual awakenings because you had no one that that could help you at the time. So that's really inspiring. Yeah. And you now are in love with your life. Um, oh no, you are with the love of your life. Yep. Sorry. And both. you're in love with your life. You're both, both. <laughs> you are with the love of your life who treats you with respect, who loves you and is kind and compassionate and thoughtful and everything you ever wanted. And you no longer need external validation for your own worth. You love who you are and you are very independent, confident, intuitive, and how, with how you live your life. And that has opened unlimited doors for you. You meditate daily. You have a morning routine. You wake up really early, 5 a.m. Wow. That's really good. No, yeah. I did then sometimes. Oh, at the time. Yeah. I used to as well. And sometimes I maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I go in it. I love Robin Sharma and yeah, he really me inspires me. I like, yeah. I love him. Um, but sometimes I just want my bed. <laughs> you know what? I feel like in the winter, it is totally intuitive to sleep in more. In the yeah. summer, I, I believe now in waking up with the sun, if, yes. no matter what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, now you cannot be more grateful that you chose life over limitation. Ooh, that's a really good line. You chose life over limitation. You're very proud to share all of this. And yeah, you know, I I truly just... Thank you for sharing. That's so empower empowering, and Yay. you know, it really just shows that 
it's possible for anyone. And I'd love to talk briefly before we end about your relationship. And, you know, yes. that's something that a lot of people, you know, feel lack in that department. Yeah. And, you know, they have everything going right in their life, but they just haven't found that person. So how did yeah. you attract that relationship huh. into your life? Funny story. Okay. So I had very bad relationships before my relationship now, and we've been together for five and a half years, coming up to six years. Um, wow. Same with Ben and I. Him, <laughs> Same with me and Ben. I know, right? So we funny. have very, very, very aligned stories. I know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and um, before that, oh, yeah, really bad, really bad. And it kind of like, you know, it leaves a bit of a scar when you have, Especially if you're someone who wears your heart on your sleeve and and you're kind of like, why are these people playing games with me? And you and then you kind of get caught up in it and you do it too. And then you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right. So that was happening. And then I had a period of time of being single and it was like nearly two years of being single between my last boyfriend. And like before that, it was like relationship after relationship after relationship. And um, I remember being kind of getting to this point where I was like, oh, I just, I don't want to be single anymore. Like I'm a Libra son. So we like to be in love. We like, we like to like have a partner. We like companionship. And I was like, mm. and I think that's why I drank so much too, because I was kind of just like on my own and I lived in London and I was just kind of like, yay, woo, let's go out, let's party. Like that's the only way to meet someone too. Yeah. I was. The yeah. Same. Yeah. It wasn't really like clubs and like meditation wasn't that big back then, you know? So it wasn't like these healthy clubs that you could go to um, and stuff. So anyway, what I did was I made a list of all of the qualities that I wanted in my um, partner. And I learned from exes of what I didn't want and what I did want. And um, I knew that something had changed inside of me where I didn't want to be in a toxic relationship anymore because before that I believed that I could not be in a healthy relationship. I just didn't even think it was possible. And then um, I got this, this is so funny. So I got this rose quartz crystal and I put it in this like little springy thing that made it into like a necklace. So you can like a charm things and then blue lace or blue string. And I tied it around my neck and it's like sits in front of your heart chakra and I would wear that and I would, and I wrote down what I was looking for in my partner. And I would just think about it all the time. And I was like, this is the kind of relationship I want. This is who I want them to be, what values, what, you know, and, and I just wanted someone who was genuine and wasn't going to, you know, cheat on me. I used to get cheated on all the time by everyone else. <clears throat> And then, and then I met him and we, we used to work together. He was sat opposite me in the office that day, which like he never would usually sit in that seat. And he was the first person to talk to me. He asked me if I wanted to go out for drinks with everyone that night. Um, and yeah, we became friends and, um, I'm not going to lie. Like at the beginning it was, it was difficult for me to like actually accept that he was a good person. <laughs> Cause I was like, when is he going to show his true colors? Oh, yeah. You know, when's he going to screw me over? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I was terrified, but five and a half years later, he still hasn't done it. So I genuinely believe that just getting super clear on who you want. And, you know, I didn't meet him on an app, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I always say to people, like, if you're looking for someone, where would they be? What what interests would they have? Go look for them in those places rather than just like 
taking a chance with like, oh, maybe they'll be here or maybe they'll be there. We, I believe we have to be way more intentional. And I know that I drew him in through all of the work that I did. And, yeah. and I would, yeah. And I'm like, no way am I leaving it to chance. The ones I left to chance were just terrible, yeah. terrible relationships. <laughs> totally. And uh, yeah, so inspiring. It's crazy how the, the relationships in your life get better when you get better. <laughs> you yes. never thought there was a correlation before. Well, I never thought yeah. and the correlation so strong and it changes everything, right? It's yeah. Really I thought cool. I was just super unlucky. I was like, oh my God, it's happened again. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> yeah. Your standards raised and that's amazing. Well, yeah. Becky, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Honestly, this has been such an awesome episode. I'm glad to see you again since the Yay, Superhuman launch party. Do you still stay yes. in touch with some of those girls? Yeah, I do oh. actually. And um, two of us went to Joe Dispenza. So yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Not together, unfortunately. Okay. Long story, but I didn't get into the, we both were going to go to Florida. So she went to the one that you went to, I think, in Florida. Oh. My friend Donna. I didn't see her. So Donna, no, no, sorry. A year later. She did it a year later. Oh, a year later. Okay. Yeah. So she was at the event. She was taller, uh, beautiful, brown hair. I think she gave you a note, actually. And her name's oh, Donna. That's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. So she went to Joe Dispenser. Shout out to Donna. <laughs> she went to Joe Dispenser January this year. And I went to London this year. Cool. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah, this works awesome. Freaking insane. Really right? amazing. Well, <laughs> here's to constant evolution. And yes. <laughs> just thank you for your time and thank you. Can, you know, being being such a continual source of inspiration for so many and everyone listening to this, you know, what, you. do you have any final words for anyone listening to this that is, that feels like they're in your before situation where they're stuck and confused and drinking too much and not really feeling awesome? Yeah, I would 100% say that like I completely changed my life in like two years. It's been like longer than that now, but that's because I keep going and going and going, yeah. but I really whip things around quickly and so can you. And it's like, don't look too far ahead necessarily. Just look at like how you're feeling right now and what you want. And you have to have things around you, like listening to Superhuman. I'm just constantly thinking about what do I want? Who do I want to be? You you kind of need a period of time where you are just so focused on yourself and you you kind of just have to give it your all. I'm sorry, but I just, I had to give it my all. There's times when I don't give it my all and it doesn't feel that good. <laughs> yeah. And then I give it my all and things change so quickly. And yeah, it's, it's, you've, you've just got to take the first step. You've got to take the first step and you're never going to know what's coming next. But as long as you just like are intentional and it's really about what's the motivation behind it. Oh, I want to live my life, my best life. I want more fulfillment. I want freedom. I want passion. I want joy. Just like think of the motivations and take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. It's possible. Keep trying. And if you fail, just keep trying. Just keep trying. I failed many times. Yeah. So inspiring. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Becky. And it was so, it was so awesome welcome. to see you.